0: Hey, Reach Paramount. Welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. Pray with me. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for another day, Lord. We thank you for just your grace, your mercy, your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness, God, that, that you're faithful in all seasons, Lord. And God, I thank you, Lord, for everyone here tonight, God. I pray that your word would continue to strengthen us, Lord, that your word would bring comfort, peace, transformation, revelation, and inspiration tonight, Lord. Uh, Thank you once again, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. So, uh, of course, I do want to honor my pastors, you know, uh, Pastor Omar, Sister Letty. Love them, appreciate them. I appreciate their faithfulness. our assistant pastors, man, each one of our assistant pastors have impacted my life uh, in, in tremendous ways. They knew me right when I first walked into this church, a new convert, uh, didn't know nothing about the Bible, didn't know nothing about church, and uh, they began to, to disciple me, and you know, here we are uh, 14 years later, amen. And so uh, our evangelists want to honor him and his wife, and then, of course, I need to honor my beautiful wife, Jennifer Alcaraz. And my mama, my mama's here tonight too. But you know, um, God is good. Amen. That's right. And so uh, I usually try to stay with the theme of the month, uh, just because you know I, I want to stay in line. But uh, this message was was dropped in my spirit months ago, and I and I was just like, okay, the next time uh, that I'm, I'm called to preach, I'm, I'm you know I'm gonna I'm gonna share it. So I you know I was in prayer. I was like, Lord, is this what you want me to go with? He said, yes, this is what I gave you months ago. You need to give it to people because I believe this message is something that we all, everyone in this room can relate to. Um, and so uh, before I get started, I just want to share a little story is that, um, so a couple months ago, for those of you who know me, I'm a big UFC fan, right? I love to watch all the UFC fights. I get into it. I know all the main events and stuff. And so uh, a couple of months ago, I was watching a UFC fight and it was a championship fight. It was a Moreno and uh, Pantoja. Pinto- Man, for five rounds, these guys were going at it straight. It was a championship fight, so they were they were going for gold. They were trying to knock each other out, obviously, trying to win. Um, and it went to the decision. Pantoja won. But uh, after the fight, it was revealed that uh, Brandon Moreno, uh, he had broke his hand in the first round. And if you've ever broken your hand, um, it's painful. I've broken my hand before, and I know the pain associated with that, but I can't imagine in a fist fight for five rounds or four rounds with a broken hand the pain must have been excruciating right and, um, and and you know after the fight after I found out that he was hurt I, I started to realize I like man how did he do it how did he do that you know he could have just quit he could have just gave up and just been like you know and no one would have said nothing he had a broken hand you know, but I believe that he wasn't just fighting for the gold; he was fighting for something that was bigger than himself. Because if you hear him in his interviews, he, he the thing he always says is that I fight for my family. You know, he's from he grew, grew up in Tijuana, so he says I fight for my family so I can provide for my family. And so I want to let you know that in this life, as you and I are on this journey in life, walking with the Lord, there are seasons where you and I are, are going to have to continue to fight. Even when we're wounded, even when we're broken, and even when we're hurting and wanting to quit, I I want to encourage you today that you need to continue to fight. And tonight, I, want, I briefly want to talk about uh, Paul the Apostle, the life of Paul the Apostle. I don't have enough time. You actually need probably weeks to describe his life and all the things he went through. But briefly, I just want to uh, hit on a couple of things about Paul the Apostle. One is that uh, we know Paul the Apostle was a man who went through many trials. He went through many struggles, right? He was abandoned by friends. Uh, he's, he was afflicted. He was beaten. He was persecuted. He was shipwrecked. He was co- incarcerated for, just for preaching the gospel. Right, and he was incarcerated, uh, and he really didn't do nothing but preach the gospel. I know sometimes people say I didn't do it, but he really didn't do nothing. Um, but the thing I love about Paul the apostle, when you read his letters, right, you they're inspiring, and they're full of hope, and you gotta remind you this is a man who went through so many things in life. 2 Corinthians 11, uh, 23 to 27, it describes some of the things that Paul had went through on his missionary journey. Now this is Paul, he's actually replying to false accusations from false teachers. And 2 Corinthians, he says this, um, are they servants of Christ? Am I out of my mind to talk like this? I am more, I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently. I've been flogged more severely. I've been exposed to death again and again. Five times I have received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move and I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and I am often... Gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst. And I have often gone without food. And I have been cold and naked. And I think about the life of Paul. And even though Paul had went through all of these circumstances. The one thing that Paul remained was faithful. Say faithful. And there's a couple of things. There's probably so many more things. But there's three things that I want to highlight that I believe that helped Paul fight through the pain through the brokenness and even in the moments where he was wounded the first thing is through all of the things that paul went through he remained grateful say grateful he remained grateful through it all from beginning to end paul remained faithful and grateful acts um acts chapter 9 it tells us the story of the conversion of paul um but it also makes his mention of Paul, it says that in Acts chapter 9, that Paul was breathing, this is when he was Saul, this is before he encountered Christ, but he was breathing murderous threats to those of the way, men and women. And so what it, what, if you know the history of Paul, Paul was a persecutor of the early church, and Paul was a ruthless dude because the Bible says he was breathing murderous threats To men and women. He didn't care about if he was going to destroy the family. All he cared about is if you were were a Christian, you were no good and you, you had to be dealt with. And so can you imagine when he had that encounter with Christ, can you imagine the weight, the guilt, the shame that was lifted off his shoulders after his encounter with Christ, right? When he got knocked off his horse. Can you imagine the freedom that he felt? My question is, how about you? Do you remember your first encounter with Christ? The weeping, the tears, the joy, the freedom, the crying. You couldn't explain it why, but you're crying. You're crying every service, right? Because God had touched you. You had an encounter with Christ. And so you can relate with Paul. And you understand the freedom that I'm talking about that comes in knowing Christ in that first encounter. See, but it's when you... When you... Uh, you, when you start to become ungrateful, uh, that's when you, you know, you, you let your your emotions get in the way. <sighs> Think back to those. Oh yeah, uh, it's my bad. So when you start to be ungrateful, right? Because it's easy. It's funny because all it takes is a couple. One circumstance can really uh, shift your momentum, shift your perspective, and then you can be you can forget about the all the good things that God has brought you through. In one single moment, one single circumstance, one situation can try to erase all the goodness that God has done in your life already. And so when you start to be ungrateful, ungrateful, man, Lord, you ain't coming through. You need to go back to that first moment with the Lord. Amen. Paul wrote the book of Philippians in prison. It's one of his prison epistles. I just got done reading them. I love the prison epistles. It blows me away that a man that was in jail, incarcerated for nothing that he did wrong, Can write these beautiful, inspiring, encouraging uh, letters to believers while he's in prison. So Paul wrote Philippians while he was in prison. In Philippians four, 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 it's one of my favorite scriptures. It says this: Paul says this right in the middle of everything he went through. He says, "Rejoice in the Lord always." Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness, your gentleness, be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, my prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate on the good things. He also said in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing, right? Never stop praying. And everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God of Christ, uh, the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, he doesn't say give thanks for your circumstance, right? He says give thanks in every circumstance. So even in moments when you do not understand why things happened the way they did, you can still find a reason to thank God. I'll tell you guys this. It never fails. 100% of the time, the wounds that I've carried, the wounds that have been afflicted on my life, I've been able to share and help other people that are going through the same thing. Like Pastor Omar says, I don't waste the pain, Right? So when I see someone, they say, you know, we just lost our child. Bro, I know what it's like 15 years ago, my wife and I, we lost a child. Bro, I know what it's like to be broken. I know what it's like to be bound. I know what it's like to have to be bound by drugs. I know what it's like to fight these fights. I know what it's like to be prideful. I know what it's like to be angry. I know what it's like to fight and just for no reason, right? Like, I know these things. But let me, get you, let me tell you, let me encourage you that Jesus is the way. And so... Pastor Om always says this, and this is so true. He says we connect with people through our weaknesses, and not with our strengths, but with through our weaknesses. Amen. And so, even in the midst of what you might have got going, what you got going on in your life, just, just re- remain grateful. Just try to remain grateful. Look how far got you, uh, how how far God has brought you, right? I always think about this, man. Even even right now, I was just standing there in worship, and I'm saying, man, Lord. What am I doing? Like, I don't deserve to be here. Like, I'm so, I'm so lost. You're so good, Lord. And so we must remain grateful. And it leads me to number two. The second thing that I believe that helped Paul um, is that he never took his eyes off of Jesus. Never took his eyes off of Jesus. Hebrews uh, 2 says, keep your eyes on Jesus. Who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it. Because he never lost sight of where he was headed. This exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way. Cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor right alongside God. I am amazed that the first thing that believers do sometimes. When, tr- when they get hit or trouble happens. Is is they recluse and they separate themselves. I, I, I don't understand that. Well, you can't say, well, you don't know. I know what it's like to go through. And the first thing I need to run to, the first person I need to run to is not social media. It's not, it's, and to be honest, not even my pastors. The first person I run to is, through, is to Jesus. I begin to pray. When, when I get hit hard, when I, when I get hit, I, I, I go straight to Christ. I go straight to Jesus. The Bible says that if you draw close to God, He'll draw close to you guys. Amen. You guys are reading your Bibles. That's good. It's good to read it, but also embrace it. Live it. Paul never stopped drawing closer to God. Even, look at guys, there's going to be times even when you don't want to draw close to God. I'll be honest. How many know what I'm talking about? There are moments where life is, you're just, whether it's either because you're too busy, you're distracted, life is just life, life just sucker punched you, you know, that happens sometimes. But there's times when you don't even want to feel, you will not feel like seeking after God, but you have to do it. Just like I feel like I don't want to go to work tomorrow, (laughs) right? But I have to go to work. Why? Because... I need to provide for my family, right? I don't want to go to work. I want to stay at home and sleep, but I got to provide for my family. Same thing in my spiritual walk. There's times where I don't want to worship, but I have to. Why? Because, Because God deserves my worship, and he's my strength, and you need to draw close to him. Never take your eyes off Jesus, guys. I don't care. Don't take your eyes off of Jesus. I always say this. Your salvation is a personal one. Yes, I understand that. But it's also tied to other people around you as well. You, you go out of church, you're taking your kids out of church with you. So men, you need to be men and raise your, chi- raise your kids up the right way. <laughs> raise them up in the ways of the Lord. You'll never go wrong if you raise them up in the way of the Lord. That was, that's not even my notes. That's a freebie, guys. <laughs> um, and the third thing is that he had an eternal perspective. It's hard to have an eternal perspective, right? When sees in this crazy world that we're just, there's so many distractions. But um, Paul had an eternal perspective. And you can see, he can hear his heart in the scriptures that he writes in his writings. And Romans 8, 18, he says, yet we suffer now, right? Talking about right, he's talking about right now. Nothing is, is, the suffering that we're going through now is nothing compared to the glory that he will reveal to us later. So he's saying the things that you might be going through now. When you get to heaven. You're, you're going to be in his glory. You're not even going to worry about it. And Philippians 3. He says this. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things. Or that I have already reached perfection. But I press on to possess that perfection. For which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. And so one is, and I'm not minimizing hurts and pains and wounds. I understand these are real. But what I am saying is that there's a God in heaven who loves you his grace is sufficient he's close to the brokenhearted. he'll give you strength when you need it one of my favorite scriptures and it's one that I, I when people tell me that they're going through it I send it to them right away it's one of my favorite scriptures Matthew eleven twenty-eight. 28 says come to me all who are weary heavy right? all who are heavy, who are all, come to me all who are <laughs> yeah there you go come to, come to me all who are heavy hearted and I will he says I will give you rest he says, take my yoke, right? For what? For my yoke is light. My burden is light. But it, in order for you to feel that peace, and you, he says, you got to come to him. You got to come to him, right? And so even in moments of, of brokenness or hurting, you, you got you to let, for your first option, you got to go to God. But I encourage you, you have to get, you have to have strong relationships, godly relationships, Right? Not YouTube relationships that you're never going to see the person and there's no accountability. But you got to have godly relationships. you got to allow somebody. In my life, I'll, I'll give you guys the insight that helps me to, to, to walk with the Lord this long. Me and my wife have people, a handful of people that we share our hearts with, our troubles, our trials, the things that we're going through. Every single person here, you need that in your life. You need to be accountable to someone, Right? Someone that you trust, but someone that's walking and living it out. Trust me, that, that right there will help you. And so, be grateful. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Maintain an eternal perspective. And I, I guarantee you, those things will help you in moments of affliction, amen? Because God is faithful, God loves you, God cares for you, and God is good, amen? Amen. So if you could just, if I can have every head bowed and eyes closed just for a moment. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.